successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show on 980 AM and Talk980AM.com as well as on GrillNationShow.com. You can connect with me at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show on Twitter. I am your host, Jason Grill of the Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation as we kick off the show today. Our title sponsors are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, and Two West Advisors. Also, contributors to the show are uh, the Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Reactor Design Studios. Uh, Clifton Alexander, an honor contributor, partner, and guest, is with me today on the show. Uh, welcome to the show, Clifton. How are you? Hello. What's happening? It's Happy good. New Year. Happy New Year to you. Um, who we got on today? Who's joining us? We have us? Matt Seitel. He is uh, from the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. And he's going to talk a lot about Nelson and some of the programs they're doing with the Young Friends of Art and specifically Party Arty, which is coming up uh, this weekend mm-hmm. and is going to be a pretty crazy and fun party. And so Matt's going to tell us about that. 25th year. 25th year. Real briefly, I want to also thank, I, mean, I forgot to mention one of our partners and supporters of the show. It's Catalyst Government Affairs. Danny Pfeiffer is an on-air contributor. Uh, great guy here, and he's uh, working hard in Jefferson City and in D.C. these days. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to have Matt Seitel on the show. Um, you know, he's going to really educate us on all that's going on at the Nelson. Yep. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to go back there. Uh, looking forward to talking to him about all the exciting things happening, and especially about the 25th year of the party, Artie. Um, so, Clifton, you're with Reactor, uh, reactorkc.com. Give our uh, listeners just a 30-second uh, elevator pitch on what you do. Sure, yeah. Um, design company is what we say we do, but that means all kinds of other things. We do a lot of uh, strategy, branding, uh, digital work, and all of that in between. stuff. In between, yeah. And you work with <laughs> and everything of, in between. A lot of a cool companies. <laughs> I, I get excited every time I go to your website and see you dancing. Uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> we have some funny videos on our website. Very funny. What I like to do with Clifton before we get into our uh, interview segments today is I like to talk to him about current events and trends, and one of them is a new uh, offering by Cadillac called Book. Uh, Clifton, why don't you tell us a little bit about this? So Book is, depending on your opinion on how you see it, but it is a um, subscription service essentially for cars. So if you decide that you don't want to own a particular Cadillac model, like say an Escalade, but you want to have access to any of the Cadillac models, you can buy a subscription to Book. And it'll allow you access to any of the Cadillac models at any given time, and it, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting segue in the auto industry. I'm not really sure where they're going with it, other than to to give this idea or this concept that as a consumer, maybe you don't need to only buy or own one particular vehicle. You have different needs. You might want to go skiing in Colorado with eight of your friends in an Escalade, or you might want to go for a for a Sunday drive with your wife through the, you know, through the leaves in New England. And theoretically, you could do that in a totally different type of car. 
Interesting. So it's, it's a very interesting concept. I, I don't know. I have no idea if this will take off or if it's really just a marketing and publicity stunt. Um, I think it will, actually. And let me just, for our listeners, Book by Cadillac will give subscribers on-demand on access, like Clifton was saying, to the latest Cadillac models. This enables them to have flexibility. Uh, the cars are delivered by concierge to the location specified by the member, and vehicles are also exchanged at that point should the member have another vehicle from the program. All vehicle maintenance work will be performed by Cadillac. The monthly fee for Book by Cadillac is $1,500, which includes registration, taxes, your insurance, Everything. and maintenance costs. There's no limit to mileage, uh, and there's no long-term commitment required. A mobile app will allow members to request a vehicle and arrange a pickup location. Vehicles delivered to members are range. Uh, our top range automobiles, platinum trim models ranging from an Escalade and a CT6 uh, to the high performance ATSV and CTSV. Cadillac will launch the new yes. service in New York City area, but it plans to expand into other regions in 2017. It's cool. I would I would love to drive around in a CTSV one day and then and then switch over to an Escalade. It'll the be next interesting day. to see if I'd they if they other car companies do this and if they if they do it more at, at a lower price point for maybe. Uh, some of the Toyota companies. or something yeah, yeah. Like that, so right? what yeah. Toyota yeah. does like eight, a thousand dollars, eight hundred dollars a month. Yeah, whatever, five hundred. You get you get a handful of cars. I mean, I think it is a really innovative way in this economy to to flip the car industry on its head. There, it, it's just something different, something we've never done before, and um, that's what is exciting to me about just seeing what happens. Yeah, it's fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's a lot. Most people can't afford that, but. It'll be interesting to see where the market goes in response to that. We were talking in our office earlier today about the idea of, well, that's just a Cadillac. I don't want, what if I don't want a Cadillac, right? There's other manufacturers. Well, what if somebody comes out and says, I have an entire lot full of any kind of car you want? And they offer <laughs> the same service, right? Yeah. Kind of like a rent, kind of like a high end version of a rental service where you have, you have every kind of make and model on mm-hmm. your lot, essentially, and whatever car you want to drive that day is the car you go and pick up and that's, you drive it. That's pretty cool. You know, so maybe there are ways that other people could take that concept and that model. And, and it, yeah, it's kind of a luxury version of a rental service or a permanent rental. I don't know. I see it as kind of like a like a maintenance-provided villa. You know, when you get to a certain age and you're just like, you know, I don't want to do any of the maintenance or I don't want to own it. I just want to, I just want to enjoy it. it yeah, enjoy it, it you yeah. know? It's going to evolve as we go, and it's a very interesting thing. That's booked by Cadillac. Clifton, um, 10 years ago, Apple launched the iPhone. <laughs> um, it was, at the time, most of us probably were on flip phone. I don't even remember. what. I was of, on a Palm Trio. Uh, oh, Palm Trio. I had mm-hmm. one of those. Uh, I had a Trio. I had um, phones that used a, um, a pencil. I yeah, had a, right. a BlackBerry at one point. I had all of them. And then the iPhone came out, and... I've been an iPhone guy since. I have not gotten into the Android world. Uh, yeah, me neither. Looking back 10 years, what are your thoughts? I know a lot of people kind of mocked the iPhone when it came there, out. There's an amazing uh, set of of journalists and CEOs of other tech companies mocking the iPhone. If you go out there and search for it, the, the 10 years ago, Ballmer launch, Steve Ballmer laughing about it and saying, nobody wants a phone without a keyboard and all these sorts of things. And those were those were real concerns at the time, but but we have figured out as consumers how to get beyond that. Because everything else that's involved in in what's happening with the iPhone and the other smartphones has been revolutionary to our our livelihoods essentially, and I think my my best experience of it was having the iPhone one. I'd only had it for a couple of months, and I was in Switzerland with my wife on an anniversary trip, and we were at the top of some mountain 
in the middle of Switzerland in the Alps, and I took a picture of us drinking hot cocoa, and I and I essentially put it on, I don't know if it was a social channel or I emailed it or whatever I did, and at that moment I realized this is what it's all about. From anywhere in the world, you can do anything you want with this type of device. You can take a picture, you can email it, you can put it on your social channel, you can be at the top of the Alps in some little tiny uh, restaurant, literally in the middle of nowhere. And that's where it just kind of hit me is this is this is what's going to happen. This is going to revolutionize essentially what what and how we interact. Ten with years old, the iPhone. Ten years. You believe it? That hasn't really changed much from a look perspective either. No, um, no. Just but functionality yeah. and size and things like that. But Pe- yeah, people are mocking it's too expensive. It is pretty funny that. Uh, there's lines that still form. Um, it is interesting, and it's been a success story for Apple. Uh, real interesting tidbits there from Clifton Alexander, Reactor Design Studios, ReactorKC.com. On today's show, again, we're going to have Matt Seitel, who's the uh, Coordinator of Development Programs at the Nelson uh, Atkins Museum of Art. He's going to talk about Party Arty this weekend, as well as all the other great things going on there. And I'll be joined the whole show today by Clifton Alexander from Reactor KC, great partner of Grill Nation Show. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be right back after the break. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running past like a man on a wire. Can't stop. And I'm loving every second, minute, hour, bigger, better, stronger, power. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill on 980 AM and on talk980am.com. Appreciate you listening as well on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Uh, as well as on GrillNationShow.com. We're lucky to have on, again, joining me today uh, for our second segment, Clifton Alexander, who's the creative Chuck Norris, partner and supporter of Grill Nation and contributor to the show. Uh, he's the owner of Reactor Design Studio. The website is ReactorKC.com. Uh, great place to go. He's an epic uh, designer, marketing guru, and creator of great brands here in Kansas City, and uh, we're lucky to have him on the show again today. Welcome back to the show, Clifton. Thank you, sir. Um, one of the great things about Clifton is he is connected to some great people here in Kansas City and works with some great organizations. Um, and one of them is, we have actually never had on the show. So when we were doing our uh, prep work, cool. um, I, I you brought this up, and I was like, you know what? We've never had anyone from the Nelson Atkins Museum on the show. And I think uh, it was very timely that this week is Party Artie to yeah. reach out to the, your contacts at the Nelson to have them on the show. And one of those contacts is uh, Matt Seitel. Uh, he is, I pronounced his name correctly. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt is with the uh, Nelson Atkins. He is the coordinator of membership programs there. Welcome to the show, Matt. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Uh, we definitely have the right Matt in studio today. We were talking about that, but it is, it is Matt Seitel. He is... Uh, He's yep. a University of Central Missouri grad and uh, has lived here in the Kansas City area for a little bit. Matt, uh, grew up here. Did you come here? How'd this all transition for you? In yeah, Kansas um, City? I'm from St. Louis originally. Okay, but I I, I do support the Royals. If you're there, you go. Thank you. So my dad's from St. Louis originally, and he moved here, and he became a Royals fan. Yeah, throughout I, the I years. like to claim people, both. I think, but well, you have to. I mean, at some yeah. point, you know, once you've been here for maybe thirty years, forty years, you'll you'll change. But. Right. You know that's cool. So, so you came here from St. Louis. You went to school in uh, Central Missouri. Yeah. Uh, you you've been at the Nelson now for about a year. It looks like. Yeah, I've been there for a year. Uh, when I first moved to Kansas City, I worked for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and I managed a fundraising campaign there. And then um, went to Bread and Butter Concepts for a little while and did some of their sales and marketing. Then moved out to the museum. Museum. So, well, that's interesting background. So you really kind of been a people person. 
Yes, that's kind of the <laughs> common events and people has kind of been the common denominator between all the uh, work I've done. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Uh, Clifton, how'd you guys meet? So Matt and I met uh, as we and my company were pitching on some business over there. They were requesting some help with some event uh, design, branding, collateral materials. And so Matt was part of that group. We won that business, and we've been doing it for a little while now for those guys. We do some work for Party Artie and for the big uh, party in the summer as well. And so we got to know Matt uh, pretty well this last year. I'd say about a, about a year or so. Mm-hmm. And we're doing some really killer stuff for you guys right now. Awesome. And I'm I'm very excited about the work that we're doing. I'm also very excited about what the Nelson is doing with the Young Friends of Art and with these individual fundraiser parties and just the 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 community aspect of that. And so that's my thing in terms of just understanding and knowing who you guys are. But one of the things I'm I'm curious about is I want to I want to have you talk a little bit about party arty but also just what is what is the young friends of art and why is that important to Kansas City yeah. and those sorts of things and I think that's great um, let's get into that let's do let's do uh, what is the young friends of art first but let's, also to Matt talk about kind of what is what is the Nelson Atkins like I go to your website nelson-atkins.org and it's a beautiful website and it's it's got a lot of stuff going on planning event news you know, you got all kinds of things. You have a board of trustees. Like, it's not just a museum. So, right. so let's start from there, and then we'll we'll follow up with Clifton on what are the young friends of art. Sure. Uh, so the Nelson Atkins Museum. Um, I mean, we're considered a world class museum where people travel from all over the United States and you know internationally to come to the museum. Um, we were voted recently, just in uh, 2016, as um, the number one free museum in the United States from Yelp reviews. So that was a pretty exciting opportunity for us to kind of showcase a little bit what we have. Um, we have collections that are there. There you go. I didn't know you were free. I yeah. did not know that. Okay. Yep. So, free. so uh, free to the public. Um, we're open um, Wednesday through Sunday um, and hours kind of vary each day, but usually on Thursdays and Fridays we're open late. So that's kind of when a lot of our, um, younger millennial demographic comes in kind of on those weekend um, evening dates. Um, but basically, I mean, we kind of, we welcome people in and, and we have guided tours. We have um, audio tours where you can use your headphones and your phone to be able to like walk through. And it kind of tells you certain highlights within the galleries. Um, we have modern and contemporary galleries. Then we have different project space exhibitions. So um, right now we have an exhibition that's actually up um, we acquired this piece of art, and it's from Nick Cave, who is a Kansas City Art Institute graduate and now is an international artist. And we have um, this new wave of his work that just got put on display, which Very is pretty cool. cool. And um, then we do rotating exhibitions, and those are ticketed, so you pay for those. Um, but members usually get them for free, so we can kind of talk about membership in a little bit, too, which is ties into Young Friends of Art. Yeah, I've had lunch there a handful of times too. Yeah, that's something that I forget about. That's a great place to uh, just like get away. You yeah, know, you forget about it. It's right there on the plaza. You just have a meeting there. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. something business owners don't yeah. think about. Yeah, we've got a whole sh- like Chef Pie is he's awesome. He's um he's been there for a little while, but he's doing Restaurant Week this week, which is another thing that's happening mm-hmm. in the city right now. But he's the Roselle Court in the museum is participating this year, which okay. is kind of awesome. Very cool. Um. Okay, so talk to us about more about the membership. Sure. And how, and how that works. 
Um, so we have uh, just over 16,000 members of the museum. And what that means is um, those are paid supporters of the museum. So they pay annual fees anywhere from $55 a year to um, $50,000 a year. Um, and those kind of vary, obviously, in demographics and people who are coming and reasons why they're supporting. Um, so on a entry level to the museum, that's kind of where Young Friends of Art ties in is it's kind of a lot of people's um, first stop in the sense of membership. They come to a Young Friends of Art happy hour, which happens every second Friday of the month, um, which is just kind of like an informal happy hour. You come have a drink and then usually we have a community partner that gets involved in um, there's usually about 150 people that come to those happy hours every month and it, we generate new membership out of it. And uh, once they're a paid member, they get um, free parking, they get free exhibition tickets, um, discounts both in the museum. And then there are also some partners in the community that you get um, discounts like at different restaurants and that kind of thing. If you're a member of the Nelson Atkins museum um, at any level. Mm-hmm. And then as a, kind of a growth of membership, you kind of go from an entry level point of being um, the Friends of Art member at $55, maybe then you kind of graduate as you're going through life to the Society of Fellows membership level, which starts at $1,000 and it kind of goes up from there. And those are kind of our core supporters in the sense of uh, major gift donors and um, a part of our board of trustees. Every one of them is a Society of Fellows member. Um, and there are different benefits kind of associated with each um, membership benchmark along the way, too. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of go as you're going through life, so mm-hmm. to say, as, you know, right, fresh out of college, you're a <clears throat> Young Friends of Art member, maybe um, 30s and 40s, you're a family member um, as that by title, and you have a membership for your whole family, and then you kind of keep going as you... You guys also have school programs, right? We do. Um, so we have a whole slew of school programs, both um, on an internal note and external. So we bring in um, students. We bring in about 70,000 students to the museum every year that we coordinate um, from our school and educator services that they bus kids in from all over the city just to bring them in, and they do different projects in certain galleries. But then we also have classes that we um, facilitate, and we have teachers that are in-house. And um, those classes are for kids all the way through adults. So we have like adult watercolor painting classes that are not like the watercolor you think of like in kindergarten, but then there is the type of classes. It's, a, it's becoming, it's becoming an interesting deal. I was at dinner last night and, uh, um, uh, a couple we were with the girl that the, the girl said she was into water painting now. And I was like, really? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like, like not you're doing it yourself, but like you're into like the actual art of water painting. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I've heard water painting twice now in the last 24 hours. Yeah. It's, it's, it must be a thing. It's a thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool that you do this stuff with the schools. Um, and I, you know, thinking through our program because, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those programs in, in grade schools don't exist anymore or, you know, homeschoolers. I mean, they don't, going away. they don't talk about it. So mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah, so we do, um, it's kind of one of the initiatives since um, STEM is like a big focus in a lot of schools these days. We um, kind of partner with different uh, districts and kind of um, education organizations in the community um, for STEAM, which is including art in the acronym. And so we have different programs that kind of tie in the science and math behind art. So they'll do, um, I don't know all the, necessarily the details of the projects they'll do, but they'll do some more like... um, construction type work but they're making in it into art and they kind of have some history behind it as our teachers in-house are are telling them a little bit more about how to tie this together with the stuff they're learning in their 
schools. And you guys are expanding. You you have a master plan. I'm looking at your website, moving towards <laughs> the future. Because I remember when you built the uh, the new modern part of the museum. Yeah, ten that, years ago. That was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Ten years. Yeah. This uh, in 2017. It's the ten year anniversary of the block building. Okay. And yeah. so, and, and if you go to the website Nelson uh, slash Atkins dot org, um, they have a really cool. Uh, master plan that phases and timelines out to 2040. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a long. So hopefully, time I'm still now. alive by then. But um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you guys are looking to to grow and expand and continue to to make inroads into the future. It looks like. Yeah, I think as kind of people uh, continue to think of the museum more of like a um, as opposed to just an art museum, kind of a cultural spot, an event spot, a you know a meeting spot for lunch meetings or whatever it might be, or just a place to go. It's kind of got to look for other opportunities for us to grow where we can put people when they come through. That's cool. We have over 500,000 visitors that come through the museum each year. So got to put them somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Seidel is uh, with us today. He's from the Nelson Atkins, also with Clifton Alexander, uh, Reactor Design Studios. Uh, When we get back from the break, Clifton and Matt, I want to get into the uh, party already coming up this week. Uh, that's a really big event that's been going on for 25 years here, and it's evolved, and Clifton has had a hand in that uh, this year. We'll be right back on Grill Nation Show. Thanks for listening. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You should want a bad bitch like Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Thanks for listening again today. However you're listening, whether that's via podcast on 980 AM or at GrillNationShow.com. Guest today, we have Clifton Alexander back, who's the owner of the Reactor Design Studios in Kansas City. Their website is ReactorKC.com. And also have with us uh, Matt Seidel, who's the uh, director of, let's see, Matt, you're the coordinator of membership programs. At the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art, located right off the plaza here in Kansas City. The website is nelson-atkins.org. I uh, urge you to take a look at it. There's a ton of great information on there, and they do some really cool things, with whether it's through art, visit. Uh, you can have events there, educate. They do it all at the Nelson Atkins. And uh, one of the things they do uh, coming up this weekend, uh, January 21st, 2017 is the Party Artie 25 uh, Imagine, which is the 25th year of this Party Artie, which the website for Party Artie 2 is partyartie.org. Uh, Clifton has had a hand in uh, some of the design work on this year. And uh, why, don't you, why don't you lead us off, Clifton, because I know that yeah. uh, this is really exciting for you, 25th year. Yeah, I will say that I personally had nothing to do with the amazing design that's that's <laughs> been um uh, happening with Party Artie, my team is absolutely incredible, and uh, Matt and his team at the Nelson have just been amazing to work with, and they have allowed us to to really show our capabilities in a lot of different ways, and they have been really receptive to that. We've created a really interesting theme and art style and uh, some very, very unique uh, subject matter and taglines and various Definitely. things like that, and so... Um, we are, I know that we as a company are really excited to partner with you guys. Most of my company, even myself, just barely included in that mix could be technically members of the young friends of art. And so for us as a group of artists, it's very exciting for us to be able to support you guys and the mission of party Artie and the young friends of art. And so, uh, 
this is the 25th year anniversary of that event. Mm-hmm. We're calling it the the party of the quarter century or whatever those things are that we're using to to say it. But um, <laughs> it's been really interesting to see how party already has changed over the years. Um, Jason, I know you said you've been before, but a long time Many ago. Many minutes ago, yeah. yeah. When and I so, was fun. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's still fun, but I, I, I people come in and in from out of town to this party every year, man. It's yeah. known as kind of one of Kansas City's better events for sure. I'm looking forward to going for the first time myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've no, we'll been, have to actually have some stories about that. I know get done. we've been coming up with some interesting attire um, oh, yeah. around the office for who's going to wear what and that sort of thing. But maybe just explain a little bit about Party Artie and and uh, the history and that sort of thing, Matt. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be here and talk about it a little bit with you guys. Um, so Young Friends of Art, it. It started about 30 years ago, and they um, they were really kind of like our young collectors group for our modern and contemporary collections. Those are um, usually a little bit more um, at a price point that's attainable for somebody to fundraise for. Um, so our Young Friends of Art really kind of rallied behind that, but they wanted an event to tie to their fundraising efforts. So 25 years ago, the Young Friends of Art group um, at the museum decided to um, put together their first party, which was... Party Arty, um, it's pretty much been called that since its inception. Uh, sometimes it was off-site, sometimes it was here at the museum, but uh, in the past, I think about 12 to 15 years, it's been back at the museum, and we kind of, I mean, there are um, 1,500 people that come to this event every year, and we kind of just take over the museum for an evening. Um, it it has varied in themes along the way. Um, sometimes it's tar- tied to an art exhibition that we have happening right now, um, sometimes it's just tied to, you know, something different, which is kind of what we gave Clifton and the reactor team, um, our, our very vague direction, I will say. <laughs> um, they really took it and ran with it. They've been fantastic to work with. Um, and so we're changing the structure a little bit of the event because it's the 25th anniversary. So we're like, okay, let's really celebrate it this year. Like everyone's a VIP. Um, everyone gets to go kind of everywhere because historically we've had certain sections that are like, if you pay a certain price point, you get to be a VIP Uh, members get to come, you know, and they go to this area. So it wasn't necessarily all, um, everybody could get to every section of the museum, but this year we're like, we're breaking the rules, we're changing it up. And that's kind of where we went with, um, our information to reactor. And then they totally took it in awesome direction of, um, following a Dada art movement or the Dadaism, um, which was an art movement from the 1920s, but it was kind of a counterculture, very like funky, um, very funky steampunk esque, mm-hmm. if you will, um, where they kind of just it was uh, it resp- in response to World War One. Um, I was a history major in college, so I can kind of appreciate some context of this. Um, but that's kind of where the Dadaism um, theme came in or that, that counterculture movement. And then um, in reactors kind of in-depth research they did on what kind of art has broken the rules over the years. That's where they landed. And so all of our artwork has really been this like kind of um, obscure, um, non-traditional. We really like, we want people to walk into the party or I've seen the materials and be like, what is this? This is cool, but we don't know what to expect out of this. And right. Kind of like really kind of bring out some creativity and, um, unique attire, whatever they want to. Yeah, what, what, and so partyarty.org, if you want to get tickets also, too, to check out uh, all of these things that, that they're talking about. It's, mm-hmm. it, it is kind of abstract here, you know. <laughs> the revelry of the uh, the uh, quarter century, uh, 
you have a countdown clock, you have some interesting photos, uh, you have all the sponsors on the website, and also a ton of great information of uh, different foods and uh, local businesses that are going to be supplying things, right? So, yeah. So let's go over that. So what do we get when we go? What's the attire, first of all? And then I'm looking down this list on partyartery.org, and there's, gosh, I mean... So many beer companies, so many great uh, distilleries, so much great food. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a cool thing. Yeah, it's it's awesome because we have um, we have about fifty different partners that are involved in this event, and um, it really kind of a, a big picture as it being a fundraising event. Partners like the the distilleries or any of the food vendors or even Reactor, who's donating some in kind work to us, that helps us keep our budget low, which means that we can raise that much more money for the museum. It keeps the funds raised at the event kind of keep the museum free and open to the public. Um, it kind of goes to keeping the lights on, so to say. Um, and mm-hmm. so having these different vendors and partners that want to come to the museum and provide samplings for people or, you know, tastings or um, like Tom's town is doing some of the, um, they're the exclusive gin and vodka sponsor for the bar. Mm. So when you come into the event, um, it Most, starts, by the way, it starts at 7 for members. Correct. Seven and for members. 8 to midnight for all guests. Last call at bars is 11.45 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so when you come in, um, I mean, really, it's kind of, we have this, we're going to have like a trippy art installation with like hanging roses. And um, so it's going to kind of be like a statement piece when you come in, in addition to some reactor signage. And then really past there, we'll have, um, it's an open bar all night. Um, we have six bars total kind of scattered throughout the museum. Um, there'll be specialty cocktails at each bar. Um, we're going to have like a whole DJ. DJ Mike Scott. Yeah. DJ Mike Scott. Um, it's going to be kind of an interactive experience where we have, um, platinum KC who's doing our sound and production. They're doing, um, kind of like a interactive video with it, um, with the DJ experience. And then, um, as you move up into the old, like original Nelson Atkins building, not into the block lobby part, um, kind of transforms into some more of like an avant-garde type of look. And so it'll have um, kind of some, to use this word again, like trippy, like black and white, red velvet kind of different experience there. And we're going to have dueling pianos in Kirkwood Hall, um, wine samplings. Um, we're going to have small bites from all the different vendors that we have. And then um, we're going to have a, a huge bar that will be for that platinum is kind of custom making for us that night. And there'll be special cocktails there and then a full bar there. And is this, do people dress crazy at this or do they wear like black tie? It, All the above. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's and what I'm understanding. It really is. It's kind so of, so Clifton will be wearing orange for sure. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And maybe I have an orange themed suit or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to come. And of course it you up. do. <laughs> Yeah, especially with this year's theme, it's just kind of it would be a missed opportunity if people didn't take it and run with it a little bit. Just like bold colors, um, big patterns, big textures. Um, a lot of the, the artwork and stuff kind of ties in like uh, traditional objects, like body parts, so to say, with you know less traditional um, items kind of partnered with it. Um, and so we're we're really excited to kind of see what people are going to come up with. Um, mostly, I think cocktail attire is probably the over encompassing um dress code it's not a casual event it's it is more of a formal event Mm -hmm. but people are going to interpret that in different ways and get a little bit more artsy about it which i think i personally think makes it a lot of fun makes it more of an interesting type of event than a typical cocktail event where everybody is wearing a black suit and a black dress yeah should be a lot more 1500 people 
<laughs> yeah. So when I come to the museum on Sunday to do my morning routine, will it be? Uh, no. <laughs> there might still be cars left over in the garage that from yeah. the night before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're hoping people take Ubers, be safe afterwards. Sure. But, um, yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty crazy party. I mean, regardless of what you come for, whether it's to support the museum, whether it's come to you know enjoy an open bar for the night, or to be a part of the dance party, or just see the museum in kind of a different light, it's it kind of has different sections throughout all of it. So it kind of tailors to a lot of different people's interest for how they want to spend their night. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. It definitely is a gym here in Kansas city too, the Nelson Atkins. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have the traveling exhibits too, which you get a lot of really good art in, in, in the museum, which is cool. Yeah. We have uh, two exhibitions open right now um, through March. Um, one of them is considered a sound sculpture, which is very I different I want to come check us. that out. It's, it's, it's it's cool. It's so it's called forty part motet, motet and it's um, forty different speakers in like an oval, and then there's a different voice that comes out of each speaker, and so they kind of ebb and flow. Like when you're standing in the middle of them, it's and they sing like a, um, I don't even know, like a baroque piece. I think. Um, <laughs> don't quote me on that, but <laughs> but uh, it's it's really it's a pretty unique experience that and then right next to it is a photography exhibition from dave heath and very so cool. uh very cool stuff nelson-atkins.org uh you're listening to grill nation show we'll be right back after the break thanks for joining us today. i turn the music up i got my records on i shut the world outside until the lights come on maybe the streets Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Uh, thanks for joining us today. A really great show so far. It's been interesting to talk to these great individuals. We have Clifton Alexander, who is the creative Chuck Norris and owner of Reactor Design Studios, reactorkc.com. And uh, Matt Seidel, who is the coordinator of membership programs at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art here in Kansas City. The website is amazing. It's nelson-atkins.org. They have Party Artie coming up this Saturday. Today, if you're listening live and if you're listening to our podcast in advance, you can still get tickets at PartyArty.org. Uh, also, uh, we've been talking about all kinds of great things going on at the Nelson. It's an amazing Kansas City uh, gym and uh, looking forward to going back there myself. Uh, Matt and Clifton, welcome back to the show. Uh, Clifton, I know you wanted to talk about uh, another event yeah. that, that the Nelson puts on every year. So one of the other events that we're working on with Matt and his team is an event called Summer White Party. And so just kind of proving essentially that YFA isn't just this one event, this one uh, membership thing. That There's stuff to do year-round, essentially. If you want to become a member of, of Young Friends of Art or um, get more involved, there's there's a lot of things happening and a lot of things to do, which is good because the folks in their 20s and 30s, they need stuff to do. And so um, just maybe, uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the summer party and some of the rebranding. The name is changing. So we want to get a little bit of that out there in the world so people are looking for it and know what's going on this summer. Sure. Yeah. So um, you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, like Young Friends of Art, you can you can be a member. Um, that's kind of your entry point into the museum. Um, but we like to bring people in, whether they're members or not, for YFA Happy Hours, Young Friends of Art, or YFA. What are those um, again? They are the second Friday of every month. Um, and so basically it's kind of just a, a cocktail hour where you can come right after work on a Friday and um, 
There's usually free food there, cocktails. Members get a discount on their drinks, and uh, we'll have usually some entertainment, whether it's a DJ or a band, and bring in some community partners to kind of do a, a giveaway or promo to kind of um, share some of the young professionals that come through. Cool. Um, but um, Young Friends of Art with the happy hours that happen every month, the one that we used to do in July, um, they wanted to do like a white linen party. Um, and so where they took that was it kind of morphed over, this will be its eighth year. Um, it morphed from just a, a YFA second Friday happy hour being white linen themed where you, everybody wore white and it was out on, um, in one of the parts of the sculpture park, um, to now it was called summer white party. Well, as we're kind of growing and there are more people coming, there were 850 people at, um, the 2016, that was uh, summer a fun white party. party. We yeah, were there and, and that, was a, was there. that was a blast. Yeah. And that Through was the first st- time thunderstorm and everything. Oh God. Yeah. That was the first time we worked with Reactor was yeah. they did all the branding for did, that. He, did he wear any orange to that? <laughs> no. No. I, white is a requirement. First time in my life I wore only white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard to pull off unless it's uh, th- yeah. one of these things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was it. it it's usually an indoor outdoor event. Um, it was all indoor in 2016 because of the rain. But um, we we're going to keep planning on it being kind of out in the lawn, um, you know, on the big stairs um, and in the, the sculpture park or part of it. And then. Some of it would ha- happen in Block Lobby, too. But um, as we're growing and kind of figuring out what this looks like as a fundraiser and as a, a an event to, dr- to drive more people and young professionals and young friends of the art to the museum, we're thinking, all right, let's let's set this kind of a, on a stage similar to Party Artie. So we've rebranded with much of the help from the Reactor team to call it Muse at the Museum. And so it will still be this indoor-outdoor kind of summer party, um, but maybe not necessarily have the whole white linen theme to it. People can kind of wear whatever they want. But um, this year with the trans- transitional year, um, we actually came up with some pretty cool graphics for that. And we're going to release the save the date at this weekend's party party. Um, and then uh, more information coming. The date of Muse at the museum is July 15th. And, um, you know, more information to come. We have a website that'll be built for it. And, um, but it's going to be, what used to be summer white party kind of elevate it to the next level of um, what a fun event looks that like. Event yeah. as, mm-hmm. as the next level of event, trying yeah. to get a little bit closer to party already in size and scope and just, just a different time of year, different theme. Yeah. yeah. And it brings in kind of a different group of people too. I think it's still kind of that young demographic, but it's, um, it's, it's the newer wave of the young friends of art um, with party already. There's people who've been coming for all 25 years or were at least like have known about it and been, involved for that long whereas this is kind of a the newer generation of what, what is that what is that age bracket here what are we talking about for party arty it's what like uh tw- 21 to 40 21 to 40 yeah i mean yes. but there are people who <laughs> <laughs> you guys both I'm should come. i mean i, always, I, know I think the reason in. i never get into party arty is because i after the new year after the uh the holidays i'm always kind of like okay New Year, I'm right? Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up drinking for two weeks or <laughs> right. for a month, yeah, right. and, and I, I've stuck through it because it's like every month and you have a resolution, right? Yeah. Right. And, and so I always am like, or or if the uh, um, it's cold out, I'll be like, yeah, it's snowing out. I don't know if I want to go, but right. but you got 1,500 people coming, yeah, and it's like it, an establishment here in the city. Yeah, people are people come every year, and they've you know some people get involved in the committee if they want to like help plan it. So we have a group of. 25 committee members that are volunteers that help kind of cast some of the vision for what happens at the event. So shout and out to most, them. Do most people bring a date to this event or is this singles? Um, I'd say it's about half and half. I think a lot of people come 
well, for party artists specifically, they come in groups. You know, like it's like a group of six or a group of 12 or, you know. Reactor eight. will have a group of six or seven. Yeah, I think, I think so, you guys have yeah. a handful of tickets coming. And, um, That's so, interesting. So it's it's kind of a mix. It is, yeah. Um, we'll have some cool photo opportunities at Party Artie, which kind of lend to either like a couple taking it, like at a selfie station, or like a group at more of a backdrop that um, – Dan Miner's kind of creepy. I want I want to see uh, what Clifton thinks of the ages there. See if I can <laughs> I make it in before I turn forty. You can make it if I can if I can make it in. You can make it in. No we worries. let you in regardless. Uh, thank you. Although at the <laughs> at the summer party, I saw I saw people of all ages there. That's true. There were definitely some people who were not even close to forty. That is, and they were partying true. and having a good time and supporting <laughs> Those the organization. Are with, like, face paint and stuff. Yeah, on? they had yeah. gold on their uh-huh. gold leaf on the side of their faces, uh-huh. and it was cool. Yeah. Right, that's cool. Uh, okay, so we'll we'll talk more about the muse at the museum, but it will be a uh, kind of a growth of the summer white mm-hmm. party, and and it was great to have a reactor involved with that as well. So, just we got a couple minutes left in the show. Um, anything else you want to talk about uh, coming up here, uh, Matt? Or we can just go back over some of the details of the party already if you'd like, or yeah. anything else you want to talk about? There's so many things happening at the museum. There's yeah, there's a ton that goes on at the museum, but um, kind of to big picture circle of life. What happens at the museum is like um, funds that are generated from events like party arty or from membership fees and from music, the museum, like those go to keeping the museum open and free to public. I kind of mentioned that earlier, but it also goes to um, providing support for our public programs. And so one of our public programs that's become pretty popular was um, is third Thursdays. Um, So not to get it confused with YFA second Friday, happy hours, third Thursdays is a little different. It's kind of more of an, all ages event. Um, it's uh, more cultural based, so they do different themes every year or every month. Um, this month is, I think it's, um, I think it's superheroes among uh, shuttlecocks. And so, basically, with that, they're kind of tying together um, the um, the audience of like younger kids who are going to come in and kind of get to do some more like superhero activities. There's going to be a scavenger hunt that's tied to it. Um, but after that, they, we kind of change the theme each year or each month, I'm sorry. And, um, it's really kind of a way for people to see the museum in a different light. They get to go into some of the galleries. Typically, um, adults can have drinks, drinks if they want to. We usually have a DJ or a band. Um, sometimes the, uh, third Thursdays has like a food truck night, um, in the summer. So it's kind of a new way for, um, people, even like high schoolers. I think this kind of, um, it's not the main demographic, but there are, you know, teenagers that come and get to see yeah. the museum like that. Very cool. Uh, Matt Seidel, coordinator of membership programs at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art, and Clifton Alexander, uh, owner of Reactor Design Studios. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation show today. And Clifton, thanks for the introduction to uh, Matt. Yeah. And uh, great show today, guys. Thanks for Thank having you. me. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Take care. Hey.